Welcome to the Nico's Thoughts Podcast featuring my guest, Skylar. Welcome back. Hello! How y'all doing? Um, what was the topic you chose for today? Uh, LGBTQ plus issues. Alright then, so... Um, this is not my highest field of expertise, I must say, so how about you get us started with that? Um, so... I guess, first of all, introduce myself. My name is Skylar. I use she, they pronouns, because, um, it's kind of, like, weird to say aloud. I don't, like, say it aloud, but, like, yeah. I'm, like, uh, pronoun indifferent, but not everyone's like that, so just think pronoun conscious, you know? <laughs> but also, I'm pansexual. And, uh, basically that means that I could potentially like anyone. That's just how it be. Um, so yeah, I do have a little bit of experience in this field as being gay myself. Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, I must say that I don't have a lot of experience in this field as a, um straight um as a straight male i don't really have a lot of experience in you know this field personally but you know i'm i'm always open to learn more and be more accepting and be more open to other people so i guess what do you think is the what what do you think are the biggest issues in the lgbtq plus community um I just think the biggest issue, issues kind of, is like, ignorance of people and they don't have a willingness to learn, kinda. Yeah. Like, you're an awesome ally. Just like, you listen to our problems and you're there to support us and like, that's what we need in an ally. If we had so many more people like that, then... It, and just any issue in general, then anything could be so much better. But it's just on the fact that some people just don't care to learn and don't care to, like, listen and say, Hey, we're people too. We were born this way. There's nothing we can do about this. We're like this. So, hey, you want to listen to us and not try to kill us? That would be cool. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that comes down to, um, well, at least what people claim is a religious issue, but I, I really, I really do doubt that the Bible or any religious text says to be hateful and bigoted towards gay people. I, I really doubt that that sort of text exists. Yeah, um, I'm not personally religious myself i come from a family with jewish backgrounds but i have done my research on this issue and i don't know the exact quote that a lot of people in religious backgrounds quote but um it's something along the lines of man shall not lie with man which is not the exact direct text what that quote was it was i don't know when but like 
in previous history, it was altered um, to be man shall not lie with man. It was originally man shall not lie with boy. So it was more talking about pedophilia than about homosexuality. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but um, they altered the Bible. Yeah, that that sounds like something people would do if they had interests. But you know, I feel like even if it was in the Bible, right? Um, I feel like that shouldn't be one of the main takeaways you get from the Bible. Like, the main takeaways that I've gotten from the Bible when I was in, um, Catholic school was that you were supposed to forgive, you were supposed to learn how to love everybody, you were supposed to help people in need, and I'm not sure how hating people because of who they are fits into that sort of mold of a of into that sort of mold it definitely doesn't um, and like yeah i think those were very good lessons to take away and i think my mom has knocked on my door okay i i told her what i was doing okay but go on um, I guess, what are the, I guess, biggest controversies that surround, I guess, LGBTQ people, plus people? Um, there's a lot, but, um, something that's been a lot more recent, like, recent as in, like, I learned about it, like, this week recently and that really is upsetting um there's an arise of a new trend or whatever people want to call it yep um called super straight what um yeah it's so basically uh so basically the foundation of it was super straight is basically a bunch of pissy males getting upset because they don't think that transgender women are women. But transgender women are women. Transgender men are men. That's uh, how it is. And, um... If you're straight, then... <clears throat> sorry, my voice is going weird. Like, it doesn't matter what sexuality you are, but, like, if you like a certain gender then that does include transgender people. And basically, super straight is a bunch of pissy males getting upset and saying, no, we don't like them, so we're going to create our own sexuality because uh, we can. And then it, you can't. <laughs> and so this is, like, on along the same path as, like, um, the, f I forgot what law it is, but it's, it's legal to kill a transgender person after having sex with them if you realize after the fact that they're transgender. And that's just kind of ridiculous. Um, that's, I feel like, I, I think that law is about, you know, being able to claim that it is 
um, distress, which I don't think makes it legal, but it makes it not murder, which is interesting. I died. Yeah, agree with that. not right. Or at least it makes I, it yeah, in New York State. At least that would make it a um, lesser charge murder. That would instead of it being murder in the second degree, it would be murder in the third degree, which is which comes with the lower sentence and is a lower felony level. But that wouldn't make it legal. Yeah, but like you, you have an idea of what I'm talking about. I don't yeah, know, I've like the exact before. laws. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know the laws or anything. I just know it's something along those lines, and what you're saying sounds pretty correct. Yeah, it's it's um, that you can claim that um, having sex with a transgender person was something that caused distress, and you could claim that as a reason why it wasn't why you sh why it shouldn't be the highest murder charge, but instead was a lower murder charge. That's that's at least how I would understand it. Though yeah, I, I, I think right that now. is, and it's just really upsetting that like stuff like that because just how do you do that, bro? How do you like take away someone's life because you're scared of what other people will think or something like that? Yeah, it's terrible. The like LGBTQ people have been, um, you know, heavily discriminated against and often prosecuted throughout history, and that still this still happens today in many different countries. For all we yeah. hate, for all we dislike about the United States, it is still one of the most, I guess socially progressive countries in the world which is both I'm both happy that the United States is that and I'm also sad that you know the United States is that yeah this, the United States like, has like, its own slew it? of issues but like like this is it this is, like human rights it, all like all people are human it doesn't matter who you are who you love what skin color you have it doesn't matter what religion you have none of that it's, you're still human and like like we're the most socially per one of the most socially progressive and like that's great and all but like this is it we can do so much better things we are making like, progress because for all the criticisms one has of the Democrats, they are at least socially liberal. One might disagree with their economic liberal liberalness, I guess, but they are very much social a socially liberal party. So yeah, but like we're still seeing spikes in hate crimes uh, towards Asian Americans as well, because yes. the pandemic's not over. Um, and that's. I'm like, yeah, I already I explained this in my um I explained how I see it in my um psychology class, but whenever a group of whenever a state a country a group of people face adversity, they often come come up with a scapegoat and then 
because they come up with a scapegoat, they blame the scapegoat, and because they blame the scapegoat, they um, will do the skate. They will participate in acts of violence, participate in discrimination, participate in persecution of the scapegoat. This has happened throughout history: American, European, Asian, doesn't matter. Um, and the Asian community, because as perpetrated by our former president and other leaders in the Republican Party and other conservative leaders in general, calling it the China virus, the Chinese virus, it makes it much easier for people to be like, oh, it's not our it's not our fault this happened, it's the Chinese people's fault this happened. When in reality, it's more of like, the reason why it's so bad here is because our government wasn't able to actually react fast enough or chose not to react fast enough for for economic reasons or for political reasons China's pretty much already yeah. defeated China's already taken care of the virus very quickly in their main populations anyway I'm not sure how it's it is in the oppressed terribly treated parts of the country but China the Han Chinese Han Chinese regions are definitely have definitely taken care of the virus at least way better than the United States has. Yeah. And there's just like a lot to like unpack with all of that, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Or like the world's just messed up. Um cuz there's like messed up. you can people are messed up. Yeah. Exactly. Because, like, you can say a thing, but there's, like, so many contradictions to that thing that can be said, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I agree with what you said, but, like, there's just, like, so many little asterisks in there, like, yeah, that can be like, oh, this nuanced. is better, but then we still have all of that going on. It's very much a... It is very much a problem that people, in my opinion at least... That people try to portray issues as black and white. Like, some issues should be black and white. Like, should you hate somebody because of who they are? No. That, that should be the clear no. answer, right? <laughs> but yeah. It should be. Doesn't mean it is. Exactly. And that might just be because I'm coming... I have, I'm seeing it from my perspective. Other people in the country have a way different perspective. Many other people in the, in the country have a way different perspective on many different issues, but that doesn't mean I'd argue that having different perspective on issues doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you know they are and it's irredeemable or whatever. But it's good to have point, have other perspectives on certain issues, right? Yeah, like different economic policies there's yeah. different ways to go about things that's cool but like different perspectives on human rights that yeah. shouldn't be they different issues on different uh, perspectives on social policy that are just uh, i dislike these people that's not a that's not a position that's i dislike these people that makes you a bad person yeah you could have nuanced discussions about different policies related to social issues, but just a blanket statement of, 
I hate transgender people is not a position policy or political position. That's just I hate p- trans people. And that's how people end up getting killed. Yeah. I saw recently that trans people um that there was a spike in a uh, transgender hate crimes across the country. Though I'm not sure how recent that was. I remember seeing that in 2019. I'm not sure if that um is still ongoing. I don't know the exact statistics. I just know that there is always a lot of transgender hate crimes like always. And um like especially like black trans women are definitely in danger. I forgot the exact statistic, but it's like one in a very small number of every black trans woman will get killed before they turn a certain age. I don't know the statistic. I just know that it's a powerful statistic. <laughs> All right. Um I just looked it up and from the Human Rights Campaign it said that in 2020 um, this was this was um, uploaded in I believe. Let me see when this was uploaded. Um, it doesn't actually have a date, but it said it said that in 2020, um, 44 tra- transgender or non-gender conforming people were killed. Majority of which were Black and Latinx transgender women. Um, the reason why yeah. it says at least is because, um, apparently police often misgender, uh, people who were killed. Well, Which is a problem. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Especially, like, people who aren't out to, like, family or friends. Yeah. Like, and you have to, I identify the body this is getting more of it but if you have to like identify the body and you're not and the body was not out that's like rough yeah um there's an issue with the, in this country i feel that people are not tolerant like a very large amount of people are just not tolerant of other people yeah like definitely like they don't even give them a chance because of negative stereotypes and so many ideas of hate like through people's heads yeah and they don't give people a chance to learn who people are like yeah I might have a problem with like one kid but then I'm not gonna start stereotyping all the kids like him or this or this person yeah um, I guess something that came just came into my mind today that I just that I just kind of realized was that you know how like liberal and progressive the teachers in our in our city are, right? Like at least in my school, teachers will bring up social issues. They'll share their opinion on social issues. They'll you they will um sort of shape the debate around the sort of that sort of around those sort of issues and because of my school a lot most people are pretty much on that side already but thinking about that i was like 
I realized that in rural Oklahoma, for example, it would be the total opposite, where teachers would be constantly yeah. reinforcing a conservative point of view. Yeah, it it is like about geography and where you learn and live, because like, um, what I was thinking about is like in health class, as students of New York City, we had a pretty comprehensive health education. Yes. Yeah, there was like some things that were left out of the curriculum that I would have had like like to know more about, um, that I would have think would have been very helpful, but. I, overall, I think that I learned very valuable things that a lot of people didn't know and definitely needed to know. Yes. But wow, in so that's... many parts of the country, many people are being taught a health curriculum of abstinence and abstinence only. Yes. Which leads to more rise in cases of kids not using contraceptives because they don't know what they are or kids coming down with STDs or STIs because they don't know what they are. Yeah, another issue similar to that is um, I feel like another issue similar would be something like uh, well hmm. another issue similar to that is where the government in an attempt to prevent it actually increases it would be something like the drug war. So that's a whole another that's a whole nother issue that probably deserves its that's own a whole podcast new can in of worms. Yeah, that probably deserves its own podcast in of itself. Like, yeah. the drug war is a massive topic that is very long-lasting in modern history. So, that deserves its own discussion. But, back to the point at hand, um, are there any other controversies that surround the LGBTQ plus community, really. Oh, there's a lot of I mean, yeah, of other course. controversies. <laughs> um, just depends what you want to talk about. Like that was just that uh, was super straight was like just one that was Yeah, I saw in my head. I just uh, read about it on the Insider and it's apparently a yeah, it's a transphobic campaign, it says. Yeah. It started on 4chan, and you just know how everything it's, on 4chan is, is actually, so fun. It actually says is originated on TikTok and spread to 4chan. Oh, I heard it It started on TikTok. It started on 4chan and spread to TikTok. Um, apparent, um, the Insider article says that it, it is traced back to a TikToker called Kyle Royce. And then spread to know. 4chan, though it could be the other way. What really doesn't matter, the issue isn't the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, they, they're, they like, the super straight campaign is, like, claiming to be part of the LGBTQ plus community now. And it's really not. Like, if you want to be part of the community, can you take all of, the, like, the bullying, harassment, beatings, killings general fear for your life that most of us face every day like if you can cool we'll, we'll be happy to support <laughs> i'm joking about that um yeah um i'm not sure like imagine hating a group of people so much that you want to be in their community as a joke like literally yeah. why <laughs> 
And also, there's just another thing between preference and flat-out transphobia. Like, if you have a preference towards cis people, that's different than just flat-out transphobia saying, like, no, they're completely eliminated from the dating pool, I hate them, can't have them. And also, if you have, like, a preference towards also mating more than that, then that also include that also excludes... Uh, cis women who cannot hold pregnancies from your dating pool. That it in- excludes uh, cis men with other problems from your dating pool. It just There's just so many things that you can unpack in this. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that just popped into my head would be to ask you, how hurtful is it as a member of the of the LGBTQ plus community that you know I guess how do I phrase this that bad people I think you could get where I'm going with this that bad people bad people are trying to co-opt that movement in order to justify their bad behavior referring to people who call themselves maps oh okay um, yeah, that's also super duper hurtful. Cause, like, <clears throat> that also causes people just like normal, everyday, not uh, immediately hurtful people, but like not immediately allied people. That, oh dear, okay. That just causes a lot of them to like also see the community as more of a joke. Yeah. And also. It makes the community less of a safe space for kids who are trying to discover who they are. Yeah, exactly. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah. I, I, I always considered myself kind of lucky in those regards. I was born into a very accepting family, and I kind of like started learning about who I was at a younger age. A lot of people they don't know until they're a lot older. But, like, I grew up in a time where it was a little bit safer for LGBTQ plus kids than in, they, we, in, like, we didn't have maps. And, like, also for the listeners who don't know what maps are, minor we're not talking about, like, geography. We're talking, we're talking about talking minor attractive people. Person. Yeah, otherwise known as pedophiles. Mm-hmm. But under the guise of LGBTQ plus people. Yes. Um... They make their own flags and everything. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, um, it's awful. But, like, kids just trying to figure out who they are, trying to make friends, see what labels they like and don't like, it makes it, like, so much harder than them because they also have to worry about, am I going to die? Am I going to get harassed? Am I go- Is something worse going to happen? And, like, yeah, that's just Internet Safety 101, but, like... Yeah. It's... It, it's... It's a, it breeds, uh... It breeds both toxicity towards and toxicity in the community, I, I would assume. Yeah. It, it definitely does. Yeah. Um... Pedophilia is not a sexuality. Yeah, it's not a sexual orientation. It's not a gender it is a very much a mental condition that needs to be sorted out and also a crime yes 
Um, well, if you act on it anyway. Yeah. Still kind of disgusting. Yeah. But, um, anyway. Um, I guess. What do you think is th the most important political issue for LGBTQ plus people? Political issue? Yeah. Actually, that's not really a great question because politi politics is, well, the community is very diverse, but very diverse opinions. You can't really say there's one main goal, politically yeah. speaking. Because, like, yeah, continue. You oh, Sorry. You know, you continue. You were in the middle of a because. I just said like. Um, because, I guess, political issues and social issues, while very intertwined, they are somewhat different, at least in my opinion. Um, I feel like the acceptance of LGBTQ people should not be a political issue. It is a social issue. And that social issue yeah. should be they are accepted. That should be the position of most, if not everyone. Preferably yeah. everyone. Yeah, definitely very preferably. Like, I wish I could say, like, oh, the biggest political issue we have today is economics or something simple like that. But, like, the fact that in most parts of the world, and even in parts of this country, that our human rights aren't even accepted. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be a political issue. It should be like, oh, these are people? Th these are people. These are people. Yes. Um, I am people. You are people. We are people. We is people. Please, people. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Since I always like to take things in a geopolitical international level a little bit, I believe that a majority of countries in the world actually do not accept gay rights and heavily persecute, heavily persecute um, LGBTQ people for just being who they are. And I feel like that's that's terrible. Yeah, it it definitely is. Yeah. And like I think some countries have even gone back on their LGBTQ rights. I'm not sure which one, but I feel like Poland had a little bit of acceptance for LGBTQ. Oh yeah, plus. Poland, Russia, there have been a whole bunch of countries that have gone back as they've fallen towards right-wing conservative uh political parties and right-wing conservative values. Yeah, like, how can you say something like that? How can you say, like, oh, these people have rights, but then in a few years down the road, they're like, oh, we're going to take your rights back? Um, because politics is not about having consistent ideology. It's about maintaining and, and getting power. People often confuse that. Having an ideology is not necessary in order to play politics, really play politics because it's all just a game um well i mean it operates very much like a game but it has real world ramifications 
Yeah, it, it definitely does. Yeah. It's like mousetrap, but instead of little mice on a board, it's humans, and we'll just send them to prison. For existing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, the North American continent refer- well, the northern North American continent, aka the United States and Canada, as well as- most of most if not all of Western Europe up until about Poland and Ukraine and those countries is pretty accepting of LGBTQ plus rights at least. I'll generalize and say people because there are definitely lots of people who are against you know LGBTQ plus people having rights. Africa, but at least politically they take a positive stance. Yes, Africa is not there yet. Um, South Asia is not there yet either. The Middle East is very far from there, about as far as you can get, really. <laughs> and East Asia is, well, the Far East, referring to Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and other, and other countries are actually quite good on those issues. Yeah. Thailand is surprisingly one of the countries that is great on those issues, from what I understand. I don't know much about politics to know, or about global politics either, to know about if that would be, why that is surprising or not, but like, I'm just glad it is. Like, when it comes to a point where I'm like, where you think like, hey, I'm glad that if I lived there, I wouldn't die automatically. That's cool. Uh, and that also, like, takes into a big part of, like, if, like, someone in the LGBTQ plus community or, like, a couple or whatever want to go on vacation, they can't go everywhere. Like, they can't go anywhere, like, just automatically, like, straight people can. They have to, like, research, am I going to die if I go here? Or do I have to, like, hide who I am if I want a vacation here? Do I have to, like, pack a very selective wardrobe and, like, not have anything rainbow and not wear my flag pride proudly? Yeah. Um, I just checked in, in on LGBT rights in Thailand. Thailand is not as liberal as I said. Um, they still have not recognized... Um, they still do not recognize same-sex same marriages, and they do not recognize um, gender changes, and they and um, these people cannot adopt. So I was wrong. But being LGBT is illegal. It's been legal since 1956 in Thailand. So yeah forced sex changes and gender changes and that's, that's just normal for for history but then when people want to do it under their own free will that's wrong like how does that make sense um well it doesn't particularly it doesn't make sense 
Like, that's just a thing that happens. Like, um, I don't know exact things, but I know, I don't know, like, m multiple examples, but I know, like, it happened a lot. Like, for example, in, like, the Apartheid Army in South Africa. Uh, in the Apartheid Army in South Africa, any soldier or anyone on whatever side who was discovered to be gay, lesbian, whatever the sort. Um, first they would try to put them through conversion therapy, which is messed up on its own. Yeah. They used shock therapy, etc., etc. But... Oh, so, like, torture. Yeah. Like, actual torture. But if all of that actual torture didn't work, and they were still gay, like they are, then they went... Then they underwent forced sex changes. Oh. Um. Like, forcefully... And it doesn't... No, they don't recognize free will sex changes. Um, and I don't know, like, about other specific examples, but I do know, like, in the apartheid army that I was talking about previously... Yes. Um, the head surgeon, who was, like, ordering all these operations and everything is still in good standing with the medical board of whatever country he resides in. Wow, that's that's terrible. Yeah, the world yep. is not a kind or liberal place. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um... If there's anything that you'd want to see changed more than anything, what would you want to see changed? That we can stop dying and stop living in fear. That would be very nice. Hmm. Like, if all around the world, like, I know that's like a big ask, but like, that would be a perfect world if people didn't have to if people could go out of their houses without fear of being murdered because of who they are and that's just like all across the spectrum just like i i'm talking about like race religion sexuality all of that if people can just be who they are in freedom that would be like perfect hmm. i agree um being able to um being able to just be who one's who you are is one of the most important things and not being able to do that is terrible yeah and like it gets to a point where like own own families are killing their children because they're transgender. Yeah, I thought like, I saw a story about that in Pakistan. It happens here, too, in America. Wow. If parents can't accept their children, their children's lives are in legitimate danger. Yeah. Like, how can you say you're going to love a child and have a child and take care of that child, but yet if something is wrong in your standards wrong with that child then that child deserves to die um that usually boils down to religious fanaticism 
because for some reason uh, in the United States and around the world really religion is used as a tool to oppress minorities and to oppress people who are viewed as others it has been for some reason it's been wielded as a tool like that for forever it's just messed up yeah I mean, the the course of human history is not a pretty one. And, like, also to that same effect, there's so many other reasons why so many, um, so many mental illnesses have also been correlated with being LGBTQ+, being a minority, just... The mental strain of fear of death has just, it's terrifying. And that's why, like, a lot of us are just, like, depressed and don't know, like, how we can continue. <laughs> but, um, like, I don't know the exact statistic, but, um, I think it's, like, 41% of transgender teens have attempted suicide in their lifetime and that's just the percentage of teens who live to tell the story yeah that's not even encompassing the statistic of the ones who actually did it and were misgendered in their funeral or um this is a study from the human rights um this is a study from the Human Rights Campaign again um, that said that more than half of transgender male teens who participated in the survey reported attempting suicide in their lifetime, while 30% of transgender female teens said they attempted suicide. Among non-binary youth, 41.8% said they attempted suicide at some point. Yeah. Those are scarily high numbers. Those are that's yeah, that's a terrible number. And like, yet some people don't care. It's crazy. Like being born this way is such a an tolling mental strain for some people for for most people. Yeah. Cuz they're just more born this way and they were born into a household that doesn't accept them or they were born in a community that doesn't accept them or a country or something like that a world that doesn't really accept them exactly doesn't view them as equal doesn't view them as n normal views them as other use them as wrong all of those in quotes because of just who they are which is terrible Yep. As is the norm. As is the normal course of events throughout human history, which is awful. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, that's depressing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, this podcast definitely took a very depressing term turn. Yeah. Um. This is not. This is not particularly fun, but you know. Discussions On like this more... must happen. Yeah, I guess so.
but I mean, I guess on a more positive note, if you want to talk about something more positive, I think the LGBTQ plus community is responsible for one of the biggest reclaiming of a word in history, I guess. Like, uh, when I queer. say the word, yeah, the word queer, what do you, like, the word queer, we've managed to reclaim it and, like, use it as our own. Yeah. But, like, it's still a very touchy subject for a lot of people. Yes. Uh, but I do have... I do have friends that just identify just as queer, because it's just easier for them than to, like, go through the strain of finding their own label, and, like, it's just an easier umbrella term for them. Yes, although I must or, say, black people reclaiming the N-word is up there as well. It definitely is, but also, again, another touchy subject very much so. Like, it's not but... something that you can just assume is reclaimed for a person. Yeah. As 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 with everything, things take time and things are nuanced. Very hard yeah. to find anything that's actually just a black and white one side or the other issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, would... I guess... Another thing is, I guess, how much progress has been made recently in terms of LGBTQ issues, because not even ten years ago, like, gay marriage was not legal everywhere in the country. Yeah, and like... That was 2013 that Supreme Court case happened. 2013, so... 2015 was the, was the decision that made it legal. 2015? I thought it was 2013. 2015. Obergefell versus Hodges, Hodges yeah. I think. I can't pronounce Obergefell. that, but that's the court. That yeah. I always confuse 2013-2015. No, 2015. Wow, even closer. Six years ago. Not even. Yeah. And just Gen Z as a generation, I think. We just take that for granted. Definitely in America. Because, yeah. like, we've always, like, from the time that we were old enough to, like, even understand what marriage was. Wait, I don't think we were that young. I don't know, but we I didn't really 12. understand a lot. I didn't really understand a lot of concepts till I was older. But, yeah, when I was 12 is, like, when I started questioning myself anyway. So, like, Gen Z as a gr generation, we grew up with the fact that gay marriage just is legal for us. Yeah. And we take that for granted, I think. Um, I and always like, I always have felt that I guess social issues would just sort of naturally progress slowly over time. And that things would just get better as generations have more experience with other people. Um, Gen Z, for instance, has had the most experience with LGBTQ plus people and so are the most accepting. The boomer generations have almost no experience with LGBTQ plus people and so are the least accepting. As an example. But it's... even even still around the world that's not the case because of how societies around the world function. I kind of have two points to bring up on that. Yes. The first one is that like it's not really that we've had more experience with it as a generation. It's just that as a generation, LGBTQ plus people are living longer. Like, for example, in, pre in history, the older generations 
most of all of the LGBTQ people in the older generations were like wiped out, like they were murdered or they were um, arrested or they died to the AIDS crisis. Yeah. That took a lot of another people scape- away from another, us. Another case of scapegoating. But, you know, yeah. that's neither here nor And there. we got some of the highest blame for it. And, like, it was to a point where we were denied uh, medical treatment for some of these things. Yeah, that was during the Reagan administration. Yeah. I believe Reagan didn't say the didn't even say AIDS or HIV throughout the first three years of his presidency, which is just terrible. Yeah. It was very unfortunate that that crisis happened during one of the largest right-wing reactions in the country's history. Yeah, the Reagan Revolution. Not a very appreciative or accepting time that was. Yeah, I don't know too much about politics, but, like, I do know enough to know that was pretty bad. Yeah. But also another thing for it. Another point I had in mind. Um, It is theorized, like you said, that as the generations get younger, they'll be more left-wing. And, like, kind of makes sense. And Gen Z is being praised for being left-wing or whatever. But millennials, they were praised for the same, and not much change has happened in theirs. I mean... Um, that's because but, they're like, that's because of as life lifespans extend, the older generation lo- holds on to power longer. Like, the entirety of the United States government is filled by like, eighty year olds, ninety year olds. So it's not really that the millennials aren't that; it's that they don't have power to change anything in general. Yeah, but also another thing to that effect, like, I was gonna say. Going back to the super straight, whatever it is, um, that was spread on TikTok, and yes. TikTok is mainly an app used by younger Gen Z. I mean, yeah, of and course. so no generation can... is uniform, but mostly, yeah. I'd argue, our generation is mostly accepting and mostly, um, I guess, supportive of other people. And how they are. Yeah, I'd agree. I just like playing devil, devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, that's important in a discussion. If your ideas can't hold up to being... Um, if your ideas can't hold up to a devil's advocate, then your ideas are probably very weak. Yeah. If you can't accept another person's... If you can't... If you can't see another person's point of view and actively see flaws in it or disprove it then your argument either it's just a completely different issue entirely or weak if it's a dis if it's a issue if it's a position that inherently disagrees with yours of course yeah of course <sighs> yeah there's just a, there's a lot, lot. Of issues and a lot of them boil down to people just not being accepting yes I mean people have never been accepting but like throughout history people have always tried to f- stoke differences sort of a tribal thing stoke differences and yeah. claim one side is better and claim the other side is evil or terrible or immoral or whatever 
And, like, that's also why allies like you are so valuable. Just like anyone who's just willing, willing to listen to us talk, or just willing to, like, have a conversation with us, and just be friends with us, and just be there to support us. Like, allies like you are just so powerful in the fact that you save our mental health, first of all, and, like, you just give us the platforms we need, or, like, the space we need to just be ourselves. And that's just awesome. I mean, I feel like I could definitely be better. And it's just about improvement, but, you know, I try. It's part of Well, my, I mean, it's part everyone of my, can be better. No one's perfect. Yeah. Um, just trying my, makes it better. Part of my philosophy is that people should be judged based on what they do rather than who they are. And I feel like I try to, if I hold, if I don't hold myself to that standard, then I'm not, then I'm doing something wrong. That's how I see it. And if I feel like I wish other people saw that, wish other people yeah, saw I wish like me. other people saw that too. Yeah. But unfortunately, not everyone's as smart as you. It's not even about being smart or being dumb or whatever. It's just... Common common sense is not that common? No, that's once again not what I mean. It's more of just... Mm. Um, it's more of just the fact that... People just... Don't like to view others as the same, the same way they view themselves. Like... If you actually think about it, right? The people from 12,000 years ago are essentially the exact same as people are now. Yeah. Like, mentally, physically, doesn't... It, it, they were pretty much the same people. Um, so we still have that circuitry for tribalism, for building differences for war, all those things. That is something we will evolve out of eventually, but right now it's about figuring out how to get away from those instincts. Some people succeed, some people fail. But in the end, I judge people based on what they do rather than who they are. I'm not going to say someone's smart or dumb because people who are way smarter than me have different opinions than me, and people who are way, and people who are way less intelligent than me have diff have the same opinion. It really the intelligence doesn't matter. Like, it's just about different viewpoints, and what, and in order to have a different viewpoint die out, you have to win in the battle of ideas. You can't have a battle of ideas if you discredit everyone who's trying to have that battle. Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't really think about it that way, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The only way to defeat an idea is to delegitimize it. What do you think? How do you think Germany defeated Nazism after World War II? They delegitimized and re-educated the population to tell them that that is not an acceptable thing. 
it wasn't because they discredited everyone who followed that ideology. It was because they defeated that ideology. Which then allows you to discredit people who have that ideology if public sentiment is already in that in that sort of idea. But unfortunately, you need public sentiment first. Yes. In order to get public sentiment, you need to delegitimize it. In order to delegitimize it, you need to engage it on an equal playing field and defeat it. Not of, of course, not comparing, like, Nazism, which is the scum, to, like, just not accepting others. There's a difference between not accepting others and hoping to mass murder millions of people. Yeah. Sometimes there are links, but it, the link's not always there. I mean... It's like... Yeah. One can, like, to be a Nazi, you have to, of course, not be accepting of others. Like, that it wouldn't be possible to be a Nazi otherwise. Yeah, but, it's like... A, a, a square is always a rectangle, but a rectangle is not always a square. Yeah. It's like that. Yes. I'd argue that people who do not accept others because of who they are, um, don't have, I guess, how would I say? I'd argue that people who don't accept others based on, because of who they are, and just how they live, and who they choose to be with, or whatever, how they choose to identify themselves, I'd argue that those people do not have the best moral compass, but... That's just my opinion. I can't say my opinion is absolute. I can't say that their opinion is... They can't... They shouldn't be able to say that their opinion is the right opinion. Because it's an yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's an opinion. It all comes from perspective. Though there are many yeah. things that are... Or at least should be... Terribly... that Things that should be viewed as terribly, terribly universally. Even that's not true. But, you know... That's yeah. That's over there. <laughs> the relativism of human society is something else. Yeah, and like, I agree with your opinion, but doesn't mean that we have the majority of the population. We're just two people right now. I mean, if you look at United States polling data, the majority of the population does support um, LGBTQ rights. Yeah, but then you need polling data to, to clarify that. Well, see, you told us we're just two people. I mean, polling. If you look at polling data, it's actually quite an overwhelming majority. Thinking about it, now I'm not sure about. I haven't checked polls on um, transgender rights, but I'm sure those would be a bit more contested than just like, I guess, what people would call gay rights. Um. Yeah, it is definitely still more contested i forgot which state but like a state just recently this week i think it was alabama but don't quote me on that just recently this week um said it banned all uh uh transgender procedures like hormone replacement therapy therapy puberty blockers all of that banned um from minors uh 
Um, okay, so... Yeah, I'm looking at the news. Um, South Dakota's governor signed a bill banning transgender girls from female sports. Um, that's... Maine is looking to do that. Four and states advance laws that would ban it. North Dakota, Minnesota. Yeah. There's a lot of states that are trying to do that. And that's like a different issue entirely. Yeah. Like, if you... Like, um... And those two issues of banning minors from having that and uh, banning people from gendered sports also intertwines in itself. Like, um, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of people argue that people will regret transitioning, and that's not true. Less than 1% of people regret transitioning, and these transitioning are potentially life-saving for some people. And there's also a lot of stages in transitioning. I have like a lot of friends who I'm like very close with and I've watched them go throughout the process. A lot of these stages are reversible. Like if you start puberty blockers, then all it really does is just delay your puberty until you stop them. And if you start puberty blockers like before you hit puberty, then you don't develop the testosterone or whatever that or the estrogen or whatever that's said to give you an unfair advantage in sports. Therefore, yes. making arguments for banning them from sports teams null and void if they took puberty blockers. And even still, like, if you ban them from sports altogether, is there, like, an alternative you can do? Like, are you giving them their own team? Because if you give them their own team and give their team the same spotlight as you would, like, the normal teams, like, yeah, that is segregation and that's not cool, but, like, at least they have a supportive place to come together with people like them and like-minded people like them and do something that they enjoy doing which is better than just banning them from everything all outright yeah still not right but it's better than no you can't do this whatsoever yeah i agree um well i do understand that you know people who are trying to ensure fairness in sports is like I understand what their position is. Um, I honestly don't agree with it simply because of what you just said, you know, that people who transition before um, a certain point don't have the same sort of advantages. But, um, trying to pick my words carefully. <laughs> And that's understandable. Like, I can understand trying to have the... Trying to keep the integrity of the sport. Because, like... Well, first, the thing is first. Sports is already, is already segregated. And it's already... And it has been segregated forever. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and the other the other gender leagues, like the WNBA, for instance, they definitely do not have anywhere close to approaching 
any sort of following like the normal NBA does. There is no I don't think there is a women's league for the NFL. So like there already aren't it's already segregated and it's already very much unequal. Um Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly what you do, but it definitely shouldn't be just banning them outright. That seems that seems like too big of a jump. And that seems yeah, like and it's detrimental to their livelihoods in general. Also, just, like, a lot of these bands have the most impact on, like, kids. And, yeah. like, kids sports. Like, um, like middle school, high school teams. Which is detrimental to these kids' mental health. Being told that, no, you cannot participate in this sport because you're different. And, like, just that rejection of saying, like, oh, I'm different, I can't be like all these other girls, or I can't be like all these other boys. I can't be myself and do things I enjoy doing. What's the point of life? And that's yeah. where you get, like, major spikes in, in depression and mental health crises among teenagers. Just yeah. let kids be kids and do what kids want to do. Yes. Also, and like, the bans on... I, I saw that there was people trying to pass laws that just banned um, non-adults from doing any sort of transition at all, and I think that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, these treatments are potentially life-saving to some people. Like, it gives them validation and helps them to be who they are. Yeah. And then, like, it helps them redefine themselves and get away from maybe pot potentially toxic situations that were associated with their dead name or, like, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Like, it's just, like, situations like these, there's no, like, clear answer in regards to, like, the sports issue. Yeah, the sports issue is a really tough one because it depends on what you prioritize, really. Do you prioritize the fairness of the sport? In which, um, there could be problems if, like, somebody who like, didn't go on a PvP blocker and developed physically like a male then tried to join a female league, that person could be could be at an unfair advantage. Or at the same time, are you trying to prioritize social fairness in which those people are not excluded because of who they are? It's it's a hard well, thing to it's a hard thing to actually it's a hard thing to um actually decide between in the sports world at least. Well, as someone who's not a big fan of sports myself, I do know where I stand on the issue. And especially in like childhood sports. On childhood like, sports it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's and where like most matter. of this 
effect I think would be happening. Yeah, because like professional leagues and those sort of things are already like sort of split anyway. Yeah, but I know like it does eventually filter into the big leagues. I know I don't know the exact specifics, but I know there was like um a transgender Olympian who was like on track, I think, track and field something like that. Yeah. Who was told she couldn't play because she had more testosterone than her competitors. I don't even know if she was transgender. She might have just been born with more higher testosterone levels. Yeah, it's weird because like why is track and field like co like split gender so heavily anyway? It's odd. But you know. Like if anything, it should be split by height, no? Because if you have longer legs than your competitors, you have an unfair advantage. Your it's legs are longer. True. You can take bigger steps. But, you know, I'd argue that people can take quicker steps with shorter legs. It really doesn't... Really, that really... That uh, really, really doesn't matter. I think but, the fact that sports are just co-gendered, like, that is really the main issue that drives this issue from existing. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's something people would be willing or want to change in a realistic sense. It's it's a really hard issue. The issue of transgender people in sports, I feel. Yeah. There's a lot of issues surrounding all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And LGBTQ+. And a lot of it has overlap. Yeah. Very much. It's just... It is very complicated. Yeah, sports is odd. Yes, yeah, sports are very odd. I'm not a sports person myself, so I can't really take a stand on, like, sports, like, weigh-ins or whatever. I mean, you can from an outsider's perspective. Like, from an I'm, outsider's perspective, yeah. I'm, I am a fan of sports, and it's a really hard issue between ensuring fairness and society, and social fairness. At lower levels, it really shouldn't be that big of an issue. If it, it really shouldn't be an issue at all. At higher yeah. levels, depending on the situation, it could actually be an issue to ensure fairness and competition. But I don't think little Tim in the 8th grade is, like, that impactful that little Tim can't play on the boys' team because... Little Tim was born different. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, really. Yeah, me neither. So, 
Yeah, just be accepting of other people. Don't dis don't dislike and hate people because of who they are. Just judge people by what they do rather than who I guess rather than what they were born as. Whether that and refer to listen, gender, oh. race, um, religion, whatever. Judge people based on their choices rather than on yeah. things than they, who they are. Choose. Yeah. And if you're going to be a proper ally, listen. It's some. There are occasions where you can speak up and you can speak for your friends, but whatever you do, do not speak over them. Because they have the experience in the situation. They yeah. should be the projecting voices. You should just be the microphone to amplify it. Um, I hope that um, I wasn't uh, talking over to this time. No, you definitely weren't. But I know it's been an issue with a lot of other things has been like there's been a lot of cases of other people been talking over people saying that they have the knowledge and more experience but no you're a good microphone all right i'm not here to uh bathe in glory or take credit or whatever i'm just here so <laughs> thank you for um thank you for coming on and discussing this with me this topic is hard because it's made hard for no reason. Um, That's what she said. Yep, I think it's time to end the podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you... <laughs> I know you're going to end it all. I will um, see you guys later. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And have a good uh, night, day, afternoon, weekend, whenever you're listening. Have a good life. See you later. Yay!